You know, the life of a traveler is not for everybody. I've said that a bunch of times. I'm saying it again right now because it really isn't. You guys are unique in the fact that, you know, all the websites and all the groups out there even call you guys. You're nomadic by nature, and it takes a unique individual to have that kind of a lifestyle. And those of you that have adjusted and adapted this type of career, you guys are the nomads out there. You're nomads providing health care, which is really interesting, but it does bring along with it some challenges. Today, we're going to talk about relationships on the road. The good, the bad, the indifferent. I want you guys to recognize some of the great opportunities you have and some, also some things to be aware of that you probably already know. So we're going to talk openly, as always, about relationships on the road on today's... Uh, wow, I can't even talk. I do it all the time on today's episode of Travel Evolved. It's Travel Evolved. I'm Mark Holloway. Yeah, I butchered that intro, but you know me. I just, I just, it is what it is. It is like, I hate that the phrase, it is what it is, but it is what it is. I'm not going to take time to redo stuff. It's, we're real here. As you guys all well know on Travel Evolved, if I goof something up, and I do, I mean, I remember even the pie episode, I apologize. I went back and listened to that. I don't usually, but I did go back and listen to that one. And I, I what I do is I misspeak. When I mean to say things like daily, I say weekly instead. So sometimes you look at me, you listen to me and go, wait a minute, that didn't make sense. But I think for most of you guys, you get the gist of what I'm, I'm trying to get at. So I apologize for the errors. I just, unfortunately, I do not have time to sit there and re-record a lot of these things because I have a, I have a company to run and a, <laughs> a job. Um, so I guess take what you get from this. I mean, the I, overall, hopefully, yeah, wow, still having trouble today. Hopefully overwhelmingly what I'm giving you guys is 95, 97% uh, understandable and, and, and valuable, I guess, to you. So that's what I'm trying to accomplish. And, um, you know, it's, it is becoming a real cool thing out there that more and more I'm seeing people talking about this. I, I know that my team throws me out there everywhere in social media. It looks like it's coming from me. I've said that before. Um, it, it, the posts come from me personally, but they're not me putting it out there. They have a, a you know a set thing that they're trying to do to get people to start to watch and listen to us. We think it's the best way to start to change the industry. And I think for those of you that have become devout subscribers to either our YouTube or our podcast, you guys kind of get it. And the thing I'm going to ask you again is to just tell people about this. I mean, it, it, I may not be their cup of tea. I know I'm not a lot of people's cup of tea. I'm not a lot of people's cup of tea on my side of the business. I can tell you that which says a lot right there. If people are upset with me, the question would be, why? If what I'm saying is, is silly or crazy or, or just harmless, why are there so many people that are going, wow, this guy's you know, 
blowing the doors off the industry and, and, and saying things that, that people don't openly want to talk about. And like I've always said, I may not be 100% right. I may be completely wrong sometimes, but I'm going to give you my opinion. And to the best of my knowledge, what I'm going to tell you guys is always going to be the truth. It may not be the answer you want to hear, but this is where our industry just is. It's kind of nuts. I don't know another industry. I'm sure there are that is so, I guess, purposefully ignorant about the very simplistic nature of our business. People don't want to hear. They don't want to know. And that that talks, that's you guys too. Uh, you guys sometimes don't want to, not you guys, because you guys do want to know. That's why you're listening to me yap around here. But a lot of your counterparts don't want to really know the truth. They're like, I don't care. I just, it's all about me. I just want to put my head in the sand. I want to make kind of, you know, crazy money and go down with my day. And I think that's part of the biggest problem with our industry is that too many travelers have decided that this is, satisfactory. The amount of money I'm making is satisfactory. My level of knowledge of my new career as a traveling healthcare professional is satisfactory. And I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, I don't, I don't care enough about it to buck the system. But those of you that said, wait a minute, it's a very, it's a different philosophy. If you want to do something and do it really, really well, you got to go gangbusters. I've been reading a lot about people that have really changed uh, our, our world lately. I'm talking about the you know, Richard Bransons, the Elon Musk of the world. Whether you like those men and women or not, it's, it's really irrelevant. The fact is that these people have all said at some point they worked their fannies off. They worked hard. It wasn't just naturally to happen. These guys did not just say I had a great idea or three or four, and also it just kind of came to them naturally. If you look back at the history of these people, they worked really hard, like insane hours to get a concept across that you know probably wasn't coming out and, and having the success it originally had. Both those guys, I can tell you right now, didn't. I mean, look at look at Bezos. I mean, all these people had to really work hard. Again, whether you're fans of theirs or not, you cannot, I guess, underestimate their work ethic. The same thing kind of applies to travelers. I mean, you can just kind of do it. But if you work hard at really fine-tuning this career of yours, this choice of yours, learning everything from supply and demand to the numbers side of our industry to, you know, how agencies work to how hospitals, you know, work as well and what drives the revenue. I mean, this is what takes a, a decent traveler to a completely higher level. And this is where I'm telling you, if you want to retire faster at a higher level of income, if you want to enjoy and have a higher, you know, level of, of fulfillment right now, this is the way to do it. I know money's not super important to everybody, but what I've learned in the last couple of years is it's a lot more important to many of you than you guys originally had led on to believe. Travelers have always had a, a very unique financial drive that some other, you know, staff, hospital, healthcare professionals don't seem to have. And that's just, that's just true. Some people are very comfortable in their skin and their environment and don't want to make any changes, don't like to rock their world. Most of those people don't make great travelers. You guys who are travelers have that tendency to say, I want to make more money. And I've always said that doesn't detract away from your wonderful personality and your wonderful caregiving mentality. It doesn't mean just because you want to make a lot of money that you care less about your patients and the people that you're providing care for. It doesn't. And I don't, I don't like how I see... Some people and some travelers, some people on my side desk, kind of beating that up a little bit. It's 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 not important. Just if you're an architect, <laughs> just to throw that out there, and you're trying to do great for your 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 uh, your clients, but you can make a lot more money doing the exact same thing. I mean, what, what what does that take away from the fact of of helping clients? No, it doesn't. 
And I think for most careers, your career especially, I, I'm just saying, you, you making money and learning how to make more money, you know, money is my happiness, but it sure can solve a lot of problems. And for those of you that have seen, whether it's yourself or people you know, go from kind of struggling to paying their bills to, you know, hey, I'm doing okay, to, to the stories I read and hear out there about how many people have completely changed their financial outlook, whether it's getting out of debt, elevating their, their own personal wealth, investing in more, you know, homes, property, you name it. It's a pretty awesome thing to see and watch out there. So that's me on my soapbox. What I'm getting at is that you got to work hard. You got to start to do everything you can. I'm hoping that Travel Evolve is just one little addition to your entire world of knowledge that you're that you're hopefully gaining. And I think it again, what I'm trying to give you guys is a little bit different perspective that you may not be able to get everywhere else. I don't see another place out there that you get the perspective. You get the same language. A lot of travelers talking like I do, and I love that. But not a lot of people willing to talk openly about what happens uh, on this side of the desk and why. Gosh, I keep doing that. I got to figure it out. I'm trying to switch around where I record because I'm just getting tired of different places. But uh, anyway, I keep bopping this thing. All right, let's move on to the episode today because it's super, uh, super cool. I like this episode. Uh, I've been looking forward to doing this one because it really does, again, kind of talk about the uniqueness of what it is you guys do. There are many careers in our in our world right now that do allow people to travel and to be on site and to go from location to location whether you're you know doing it every day I have a couple of friends of mine that literally travel for a living and they're not in healthcare they're businessmen and women and they're just that's their job they're away from their home a lot just talking to a friend of mine a couple of weekends ago or last weekend and he's got an opportunity to to get back into that he's my age he's like I just don't know if I can travel like that again for business because his kids are grown, but now he and his wife are looking forward to some time together, and he's got this amazing opportunity to go make a ton of money. And it's crazy. He's saying, I'm not sure it's worth it. So that kind of shows you that this is not cut out for everybody. He just doesn't want to jump back into that, regardless of how much it pays. But it's unique. Um, you guys are there where you see and, and get involved with people over a course of three months, You know, probably more likely six months. It seems that that's still kind of the trend. If the hospital still has that need that many of you want to stay in assignment for more than one 13-week assignment, typically, I think that's more often than not the case. That's what I'm seeing with my company currently. Um, again, people are chasing dollars, but if the dollars are there, uh, people want to stay because it just is tough to go from hospital to hospital. So while you're there, let's talk about the relationship that you form on the road. We are going to talk down the road about the episode, uh, like I said, about uh, where we're going to talk about how, it, how hard it is to leave people at home for the money, for the career, for the, you know, the fulfillment of what it is that you have always wanted to do, and that's to be a traveler. But for today, I want to really focus on what what it's like out there. So let's start off with the people that you're going to, that you're going to forming relationships with at that facility. And obviously there's, I think there's two different types. First thing I want to kind of talk about is other travelers. You know, nowadays, unless you're going to a teeny tiny, small rural facility, the likelihood of there being another traveler or travelers in your area specialty, whether you're in imaging or you're on the floor as a nurse or you're a surge tech, perhaps in, the, in an OR or in a, you know, somehow you're going to be doing some, um, you know, endo type work. It is pretty common that you're going to have other travelers there. And I think there's a really wonderful opportunity that we should just kind of openly talk about today. And it goes along this way. First of all, I want to talk about the fact that I've seen travelers form friendships with other travelers for years now. It is wonderfully unique in the fact that you guys are a brotherhood, a sisterhood, a band of 
of, of a community, I guess you'd say, that you guys understand how each other thinks. You know what it's like to literally be saying, my assignment's ending in a few weeks or a couple, you know, a couple even days, and I don't even know where I'm going to go or do next. That's, that's something a lot of staff members won't really have a great appreciation for. We can also talk a little bit briefly about the fact that there is that jealousy factor. I'm just going to call it a jealousy factor. You guys can call it whatever you want, bullying, you name it. But there is that aspect where sometimes you'll walk in a facility and you are immediately on the outside because no one wants to become friends with you. No one wants to take the time to get to know you. They feel it's a waste of time. And there is that jealousy aspect where they feel like, oh, this person's making all the money. They're coming in. They're taking advantage of our hospital and our community because they're just travelers. So you guys have that oftentimes negativity surrounding you, which kind of lends itself to saying, well, I'm going to surround myself with the people that don't feel that way, that understand that that's not really accurate or it's not necessarily the, the truth. So I love that aspect. And I think that's why when I see people at conventions and I see people that go back to facilities repeatedly or they start traveling together, that's what I love about our industry is that you guys become a bonded, so to speak. You understand what it's like to walk into a new unit Literally, I had a couple of travelers this week that said we were supposed to have a week for orientation. We had a half a day. They needed us so badly that we were, boom, thrust into you know working quickly. And that's, that's what it's like. And you understand that when someone else is seeing that, experience it, you have empathy for them. You can assist. You can mentor them. There's a wonderful, I guess, group think that goes along with travelers and other travelers. I don't care if you're one of you is an allied, one of you is in, in nursing or what have you. It's, it's a, it is an instant bond, in my opinion. And I understand there's competition that we'll talk about here today, but there is that aspect. You guys understand each other. And that is, I think, automatically a really unique situation. It is kind of an us-against-them mentality sometimes. I wish it wasn't, but there is that aspect. I've been dealing with that for 22 years almost now. I guess I'm a month away from having been in this industry for 22 years total. And that's never been different. It's always been the case. People have always said, I, I struggle with the fact that it's an us versus them mentality. You guys know this. I don't see, I've said before on different social media and different things I've done that I don't really see that ever going away. It's always going to be the case. And right now, I think there's more of a disparagement than there ever has been because of the money that you guys are oftentimes making, that it's elevated and exacerbated that disparagement between travelers and staff members about how much I guess, finger pointing there can be mostly toward you guys. I'm just going to say it. It it feels to me like a lot of staff RNs, instead of being grateful that, hey, we've got the help, I'm sure they're out there. But more often than not, that's not what I'm hearing. And all I can do is regurgitate what you guys tell me, what other people tell me. And it seems right now that it's something to be very much aware of. So again, let's, let's stay positive here in this one. I'm saying that there are wonderful opportunities to form lifelong relationships with people that have like minded thought on traveling and being a healthcare professional that travels along with you. And I think there's a really great potential there if you recognize it. For many of you, I know I've, I've got a lot of people that say, I'm kind of shy. I just kind of do my job. I just do my thing. I get in and get out. I've even had you know people like Angela have said that that's kind of the best way to go. I love that thought. But I think for some of you that are just a little bit more, hey, I, I kind of reach out to people. If you're careful, listen to you know some of those podcasts and take some really good advice from some very smart people that have done this. Uh, and can talk more intelligently than I can. But there is a really great opportunity for you to selectively maybe find someone that is someone you like, someone you think you could be friends with for a long time, and it just happens naturally. But you have to be open to it. So for those of you that are kind of shy, kind of like to stay your own business, or maybe worried about the politics, or maybe worried about 
you know, opening yourself up a little bit, you know, maybe get out of your comfort zone a little bit because it's incredibly rewarding, can be incredibly rewarding. I've seen it. I've watched, I've, I've hung out with a lot of travelers that, like I said, at conventions and things like that, where like, oh, I've met him or her 15 years ago and we've been friends ever since. We've only done one assignment, but we stay in touch with each other and we give advice to each other and we talk about agencies and hospitals and facilities and, and, and they've elevated their travel game based upon, you know, sheer, I guess, uh, camaraderie and things that kind of go along with that. So it's a, it's a, it can be a really, really good possibility. I mentioned mentorship a few minutes ago, and I didn't want to just breeze right through that. I want to talk about that great opportunity. I am going to do a podcast specifically about mentorship. I've got, like I said, over 200 episodes planned that are there, and I'm going to be folding in things like next week. <laughs> I'm going to do a little tease for you guys as things become important. So, again, this there is no end in sight to Travel Evolve, but hopefully it starts to become a little bit more higher level where we're talking about specific things. I'm going to do a whole episode of mentorship mentorship, and becoming a mentor to somebody else. But it's a great opportunity to either be mentored if you're a new traveler or to mentor someone else. When you see somebody in your unit and you see potential mistakes that they might be making with regard to you know, putting their head on a chopping block, so to speak, by maybe doing something slightly wrong that you know is going to get them terminated, maybe tr- chasing the really high dollar stuff when you know that maybe chasing this, the, the good dollar stuff is better so you're not the first ones to get terminated, like I've said here before. There's a lot of mentorship that lends itself to you if you're willing. I understand that you're in competition, but it, to help somebody else be a successful traveler is really helping all of healthcare, in my opinion. It's no longer even a question that being a traveler is a necessary cog in our healthcare system here in the United States. It's just there. Last time I checked, and we've been, I've been talking a lot about this recently, there is, again, still a lot of backup and very little, little um, availability for, especially in nursing school. I'm not, I haven't had conversations about different allied uh, situations, but I do know PTOT, CODA, PTA, SLP, that kind of stuff is it is not exactly easy to jump into a school like that. The requirements are getting harder and harder, which is scary because it tells you that the, the the shortage is going to remain. So it's a wonderful career for those of you that can hack it. And trust me, a lot of people have decided I'm out, especially recently, and I get that. But there's great opportunity there for you to mentor somebody without having to really worry too much about that competition level. You have potentially more experience in someone as a traveler and last time I checked that is still one of the most important aspects of getting a position yes total years of experience comes into play but years of experience as a traveler is becoming more and more important these men and women that are these hiring managers want you to be able to hit that you know that rehabilitation area or that imaging or that nursing floor faster than you guys have ever been asked to hit it so Helping somebody hit it better isn't going to take their game higher than yours. And you're talking a minuscule, you know, I can't even tell you how small of a percentage that would be if you're helping four or five people a year really become a better traveler. So I think there's really great opportunity for you to do that. And I'm telling you, it would be rewarding. I get a lot of satisfaction about doing this this show. I really do. It's the last, it's the thing I can do to do what I can for the industry. It is, again, it's a free thing that I do. I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but this is not something I'm, I'm monetizing. There is no reason to do it. Matter of fact, this one's late because I was so crazy busy last week that I have not been able to get things out. I will tell you, I've also been working on a really big podcast, so it took up some of the, of the time I normally am dedicating to getting these, these out specifically. 
but it's I was late. I was behind because I didn't have the time. So mentoring people to understand a little bit more about travel nutrition, when I get that feedback, when someone instant messages me or I see a comment, you guys don't know, it, it sends me to the moon as far as it just makes me feel good because too many times in our lives, we don't always have the ability to help other people. We're busy. I just think it's the culture we have right now. So it goes a long way, and I'm thinking mentoring somebody else as a traveler would really, I think it would make you feel good. I mean, to have someone go, wow, man, I just really learned a whole bunch from this guy or gal who's been doing this for a number of years, and I've got some great tips, which means I'm not going to make the mistakes, which typically cost people money. Time is money in our industry. Boy, I'm just going to have to put some sort of a screen in front of that microphone. Time is money. Uh, making mistakes is really costly. Going to the wrong facility, going to work for the wrong agency, um, all the things that we talk about and will talk about all cost travelers money, which means it really hurts the industry a lot. And if you're able to help someone kind of get through some of that learning curve, you're going to find it's going to be, I think, really, really rewarding. Cross education is another area that I think, again, I'm going to do a whole episode. I can't remember what it's called, but it basically talks about, do I remember what it's called? I don't know if I'll remember it, but it's an episode that one of the things I started thinking about about a year, year and a half ago was the amount of information that's missed by travelers teaching other staff members and other travelers what they've learned at other facilities. I and mean, again, you guys are unique. Many people that you're working alongside of have only had one or two facilities they worked for their entire career. And to have you guys come in and be able to say, well, I've worked at six different places in the last two years, maybe, or, or who knows what. And here's what I've learned. <laughs> I just think we're missing. Because I've said before, and I've done it a lot with promos and you name it, I talk a lot about how a lot of your current facility doesn't care. I, I see it in business. I've seen it. I've done it myself. I've had people come in as, let's like, say, a recruiter from their company, and I've said, eh, I don't really care what the other company did. We do it this way. It's a normal mentality. You know, you think you have it the best, and you do it the best way. That being said... I think that there is opportunity big time. And again, I'm not going to take away from a whole episode, but there's crazy amounts of opportunity for what I call cross-education that a traveler who's got any kind of experience whatsoever has multiple facilities that they've worked at where there is great things and bad things that they've learned that work and don't work. And to be able to share that with other travelers and staff members, to me, is is invaluable. And I think, unfortunately, we miss that a lot because I think all facilities, if they had the right management, you know, whether it's a, whether it's a charge person or someone who's in charge of the entire, you know, imaging department that would say, oh, tell me more about, I don't care. I always use the example of contrast. And we all know, especially in a pediatric situation, how tough that is to get down. I mean, hell, I'm an adult and I'm drinking contrast stinks. There are tricks and things you can drink things with that don't affect the contrast that actually help. So little tips like that. All of you guys know secrets, little quick ways of doing whatever procedures you do better, faster, based upon the scenario. And I think we miss out on that. Again, going along with mentoring, that cross-education is a wonderful way to elevate everybody around you, provided you do it the right way. I know you've got to be careful. You can't just walk and say, well, here's the way we did it, and my way is the best way. But making suggestions like, you know, I see you're struggling with that. I'm not sure if this is right or not, and if, you, if you're interested, but one of the places I learned, tried this. I, you may want to try that up to you, totally by, you know, whatever. And you walk away, and the person comes back to you later and said, wow, that was an amazing, amazing tip that I got. There's opportunity there. It kind of goes along with mentoring, but it has a lot to do with mostly with, you know, not just with another traveler, but with the staff member themselves. There's opportunity to leave that facility better than where you, that unit especially, better than when you came. And I think that's important, and I think it's a really cool thought.
sticking with permanent staff, let's be frank, you know, as you're forming relationships on the road with, with staff members, let's, let's switch into that for a second. This is, this is what you're doing this for, right? You're going to need them as a reference. So having, whether it's another staff person that was working charge or a management, there are opportunities there for you to elevate your marketability. We'll talk about, I can't remember, I get so confused if I've done traveler marketability. I think I have. To get those references that are stronger than your competitions because you formed good relationships. I understand it means you have to you know, suck up a little bit every once in a while and do some things that maybe aren't in your personality, but keep the big picture in mind. Forming good, healthy relationships with other people on that unit, with anybody in the management, does a few things. It gives you great references. It also allows for the opportunity for you to go back there. If you really love the facility or you love the people or a combination of both, why wouldn't you want to go back to that same facility again instead of going walking into something brand spanking new? A lot of you have told me that you have a handful of go-to places that if there's a need there and there there's you know your specialty happens to be something they're looking for, it's a great opportunity for you to jump back in and go back to a place that you liked, whether it's the community, again the facility, people that work there, everything about it. Maybe it's just really high paying. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. The fact is that you have some great opportunity to form those relationships on the road. And to use those to decide where you do and don't want to return to. I think it's, it just seems to me like it's, it makes sense. And I've talked to a lot of travelers that have said, I've gone back to someplace because I liked it so much there that it was more about that than it was about even where it was located, the money I was being made, that was being made there. It was a great assignment because I, I miss the people. I love the community. I love the town, maybe. Who knows what it is? But it's, it is something to think about. Those relationships are important. And you can form great long-term relationships with people that are permanent staff too. There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't have to always be an us versus them mentality. What if you wanted to ever go back and what if you found your place that you wanted to, to hang your hat at and you decided at some point you wanted to get out of traveling? A lot of people are getting out of traveling right now. A lot of people out of the blue find their, their, their place where they say, you know what, I love traveling, but I love this and I don't want to leave this. This is a great opportunity for that to be a place that you can say, boy, I really want to go back to that part of the country or that particular facility and potentially apply permanently there. So there's always that, you know, I guess, wonderful aspect of it. I want to switch a little bit here if we can and talk a little bit more about the personal relationships. I've, I've delved into this a little bit on, on Travel Evolved. I want to go a little further today. Well, kind of further, but not quite as far as we've done some things. But personal relationships, I'm talking about those that are formed outside of your of your you know of your facility yes they can involve other travelers and friends that you make i love that part of it but i'm talking about personal relationships right not everything you guys do hopefully is all completely associated with your job all the time i do know as a traveler it's hard to get to know people outside of that work environment when there's so limited time you're there three to five days a week potentially and when you're not there, a lot of times you're decompressing or you're getting your batteries recharged. Who knows? But if you have an opportunity to meet other folks, whether it's be where you live, you know, I guess I'll jump into personal relationships too. That, that does happen. I think it's wonderful that it does. Again, I'm talking about intimate relationships, non-intimate relationships. There are wonderful opportunities there for you to, again, I mean, we're all human, right? You could be walking into a gym, walking to the grocery store, and next thing you know, you're meeting somebody that, you know, it's like, well, that's... That person kind of is interesting. I like to get to know him or her a little bit better. There's always that. And along with it, I guess, I just want to throw out there, be careful. You know, and I'll, I'll address this again. I want to keep this as a, as, a, as a wonderful, upbeat podcast, but I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't tell you guys some things. 
that I'm sure I'll be repeating here that I've probably already am repeating from previous episodes, but be really careful. Number one, don't tell everybody in your social network that you're leaving your house or your place back home for three months. It just, it's just crazy. Don't, don't advertise I'm going to be gone. Don't advertise where you're going. I've always said, I've said it before, there are different weird bad people out there who, who knows, have it put a target on you for whatever reason in their mind they want, it, they want to target you for, but they will. And we all have to be aware of that. I have to be aware of that. I oftentimes don't say where I'm going. It's just, unfortunately, you just never really know who's watching you, who's listening to you, and what they're looking at. And even if you're sitting there you know, posting that you went to a certain restaurant while you're on assignment once or twice, you just don't know. So be hypersensitive to that. I'm just, I don't want to sound like your older brother or your dad, probably more likely dad for most of you, but it's the truth. You got to be, you got to be careful. I think nowadays people are starting to realize that there is some real dangers to being too open on social media, especially with, you know, something that's a repetitive, you know, habitual thing. I, you know, going to this place oftentimes where I live, where I live or taking photos outside of your apartment complex that's really recognizable. You just don't know who's looking and watching you. And you got to be really aware of that. So as you're getting to know people, have your guard up a little bit. I, I did a, you know, I, I think that um, Rihanna, Rihanna Milne and I did a, did a podcast about this where we talked about toxic relationships. And we talked more about that sort of thing, but we did delve slightly into that there are people that could put a target on you. You guys are making an insane amount of money right now. And the good thing for you guys is that hopefully you haven't elevated your lifestyle. So you're able to put some of that in bank, invest it, you name it, all things we talk about here on Travel Evolved. But it does oftentimes mean that for people that understand what's happening with your, you know, your world right now, that many of you have a lot of extra money, hopefully in your bank cash ready to go. It's not being, it hasn't, you haven't gone out and bought, you know, huge houses and you're not changing too much of your lifestyle, I hope, because you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. But it does mean you you are cash heavy, you're liquid. And there are people that, that aren't, let's put it that way. I, I cannot count the times I've had people tell me that they had somebody who was interested in dating them, maybe marrying them, you name it. And six months later, I get the horror story of the financial crisis that that person put them through because they realized that person was out for only that. And you guys, as travelers, should be making more money than the average allied or, or nursing professional. And right now, you might be making a whole bunch more. So this is just me. I guess just reminding you that you got to be really careful about that stuff. Be super safe and be wary of somebody who is just so fast, so aggressive with you relationship wise that you're, it's almost too good to be true because it could be. I hope not. I hope you guys do all find, if you haven't already, the, the love of your life and, and great friends. It doesn't have to be an intimate relationship to have this happen to you. I've had just about as many stories about people that have, you know, had staff members, other travelers that have taken full advantage of, of them financially, lent them money to get apartments or to get it to their next assignment for, you know, for certifications, they never see them again. So I guess that's the, the negative thing I want to throw out there. But for the most part, this episode is, there's great opportunity. And I guess I want you guys to recognize that, to hear that, that as you're traveling, you can, Make the most out of this if you want to. You can stay in your bubble and, and kind of hide, or you can have it where you're really finding people safely and properly that could be lifelong friends, could help your career. You can help their career. 
And I just think it's an amazing, amazing opportunity that so many of us don't really have. Like I said to you guys before, I traveled a lot for three or four years early on in my travel career as I was working this side of the business. But you know, I was in Times Square for a year. I, I didn't get to know anybody. It's hard to meet someone living in Times Square, and I did. You know, I got to know some of the staff members at the Marriott Marquis, but it, you know, the, the gal that gave me sushi almost every single night is a whatever. The, the guy that was pouring my, I think I was into scotch back then. Uh, who knows what? But it was, you know, that, there's that. But I didn't get to know any friends out there, not once. It's hard to do that in a big, big city like that. And for those of you people that I know that travel all the time, yeah, there's, again, certain people that they get to know here and there, but it's not like they're going to work and, and working there for three to six months and really having an opportunity to get to know people, especially ones that have common interest in what you do, which means, how do I become a better traveler? And I just think that if you guys recognize that and really focus on that, and that's all I'm trying to do today, is just kind of one of those, I already know that, but let's talk about it so it kind of becomes something that you're thinking about front and center of your mind. The next time that you may decide that, you know, again, I've been told that sometimes I pop into people's heads as we're talking because they've listened to an episode of mine, and that's one of those things I hope that helps helps you. And I do that both positively and negatively, where it's, hey, I've got an opportunity to meet somebody here, or maybe I should be careful of this person because they're they're maybe coming on a little too strong and they know what I do and who I am and that sort of thing. So I want to talk a little bit about next week's episode. I have never done this before. I've never promoted an episode next week because I usually don't even like to tell you what I'm doing, but... I have shared with those of you that have been listening to us pretty recently that I was working on a podcast that I was really excited about YouTube, an episode, I should say. God, I always do that. An episode that I was really excited about. Well, it's coming. It's actually going to be the next episode we do. I guess it'll be episode 28. We're going to talk about vaccine mandates. Uh, I want, I'm telling you this because I want you guys to promote this. I want you guys to be looking forward to this. Tell some other people about this because... This is an episode coming up that it, no one's talking about. I mean, we're talking about it. We're hearing about it. People that are outside of our industry are talking about it like crazy. You know, if you go on Twitter or someplace like that, you're going to get everyone's opinion on the planet. But what I'm not seeing is people in our industry talking about how this is going to affect primarily staffing going forward. And I'm going to try to do an episode where politics aside, we're going to have an open discussion about vaccine mandates. I think it's time we do that. And as you guys know, I'm always going to go after the things, the topics that I think need to be discussed that no one wants to. And again, nobody in my industry is going to want to sit there and and openly talk about vaccine mandates. I mean, people are scared to form an opinion. Now, in, in full transparency, I will tell you that my intention on this episode is also not to give you my opinion, because I got to tell you, I don't think my opinion matters on this. It's not the topic of discussion. I have an opinion, but it's an uneducated one, right? I am not in a facility. I am not a healthcare provider, and I think it takes on a whole different level and life of its own. So what I'm doing is I'm going to be interviewing two different people, one who is very, very passionate about pro being, you know, vaccine mandates, and one who is very passionate about anti-vaccine mandates. This is not an anti or pro-vaccination episode. Please be really clear on this. This is a vaccine mandate episode. In other words, we know that there are facilities that are going to be requiring this. There are states that are requiring this. And I want to talk about, I guess, opinions aside, how does this affect the staffing ratios based upon people who are willing or not willing, hospitals that are forcing or not forcing, I'm trying to walk that line here right now, vaccine mandates and what it means 
to the people that are no longer going to be traveling or in healthcare at all and the people that are that are remaining and what that does. I think we need to have a very open conversation about it. So that's the plan. That's what I've been so excited about. I'm excited about talking about things that I think we need to have a conversation about. And what I'm hoping, to be honest, on this episode next week to gain is that everybody has a little bit better understanding as to the way in which people think differently than you do. And that includes everybody. And I'll get a little philosophical. I'll get a soapbox from it here. In our country for the last, I don't even know how long, a long time, in my opinion, we've gotten to a point where everyone believes I'm right, you're stupid if you don't believe like I do. I'm just going to throw it out there. That's what it feels like. It feels like most people have gotten to that point. Now, here's what I really think. I don't think that's true. I think that most Americans have an opinion that they believe, but I still would like to think that most Americans want to hear other opinions because like I've always said, how do you evolve yourself and change if you don't listen to a, an opposite opinion or opinion that differs other than you? What I believe is media, and I'm talking all media, social media, network TV, you name it, has decided that the extremes on both sides of our political spectrum are what all of those people think. So they've taken the full extremities and, and, and done a really good job, in my opinion, of classifying everybody that falls... I don't care if you're here or here, but everybody must be this way. Everybody must be that way. And I don't believe that's true. But what's happened is in media, social especially, I mean, how many fights have you gotten in with friends that you're like, whoa, what's going on? They've done a really good job of making you feel that you there is a line. And I'll just say, you know, conservative, liberal. And no matter where you fall on that line, you are here if you're conservative or if you're liberal. And I think that's crazy. And, and it didn't used to be like that. I grew up where... People would change party affiliations based upon the the sign of the times, and you you didn't get angry if the other party was you know had a president had a was in control of the Congress, it was in control of the of the Senate, you name it, and it's that way now. So I guess me getting off my soapbox for a minute there, I'm really hoping this episode the the idea here is two things. I want to have people really get a better understanding as to why people think the way that they do. That's number one. And I, by the way, I've lined up two, I think, really dynamic guests that I think will do a very good job of explaining their position in a healthy way. And I also think that what I want people to hear and get from that is also that not everybody maybe feels that way, that there are hopefully there is some wiggle room and understanding as to not only why people think that way, but how this how this really affects Again, staffing down the road, what it's going to mean for those of you that are or aren't going to stay in healthcare, let alone traveling healthcare. And I'm excited about it because, as you guys know, I, I love tackling tough topics. I think this is going to be one of those episodes that's going to be a game changer for Travel Evolved because I think it's important. And I am not going to shy away from having this conversation. Um, I'm going to do my best to keep my opinions to myself, I don't think it really matters. I hope I don't lose audience if some of my opinion slips through. I, I, it's, it's ignorance. It is, not, it is not opinion, in my opinion, that matters, if that makes sense. My opinion is what I see from staffing facilities and, and other things. These two people's opinions, I think, are way more important with regard to this, this episode than certainly mine is. So that's what I want to do. I want to tackle something that is really important to us right now, that is incredibly timely and we got to start talking about this we should have been talking about this a couple of months ago but it's time now to absolutely discuss 
what's happening with vaccine mandates. So there's my plug for next week. And I'm going to ask all of you that listen to me, please tell people what we're doing. If they say, where do I hear this? Where do I find it? Tell them it's Travel Evolved. If you can take the time, if you use Spotify or if you use iTunes, send them the link. You can do it right from your phone. Say, here's what it is. Do a screenshot. You name it. But please help me promote this because I really want a lot of people to listen to this because I think it's going to help. It's going to help create some communication, which is what we always want to do with Trail Evolve. Not necessarily understanding. Hopefully that comes too. But at least let's start the conversation. And I'm hoping that it will become less divisive. In other words, I think if you can hear what the other side is saying and you can say, okay, I understand that. Because I did with both people. I've already recorded the episode. Or, I'm sorry, I've already recorded the, the interviews just the other day. But there wasn't enough time to get that to the team and have them do all the cutting. And, and it was, it's tough. But it's coming. It's definitely the next week's episode. So um, I hope that you hear some things that make you go, okay, that's a good point on both sides. And that's what I was trying to accomplish so that we can talk about it and you guys can... I guess, continue that conversation uh, at your higher level than what I can provide, for sure, and have a discussion that affects each one of you very personally, very personally, right? So, guys, that's it for today. I just wanted to kind of a little to talk about that, but I also want to kind of bring up this Relationships on the Road. I think it's fun. It's a great topic. It's something to really think about. It's one of those perks, can be, one of those perks that I think makes you guys have a little bit more reward for what it is that you guys do. You sacrifice so much. You have so much at risk. All the risk seems like anymore it's on you. It's less on the agencies for sure. Definitely, you know, all of us sharing risk, but you guys have the most risk. And I think this is one of those areas, if you play this right and you focus and concentrate on this just as much as you do on your financial well-being, this can be a really great perk to being a traveling healthcare professional. So as always, guys, I appreciate it. I will catch you next week on that episode. Promote it like crazy for me, please. I'm, I'm asking you. If you want to pay me back for anything, that's what I would ask you to do. And I will catch you guys next week on Travel Evolved.